It is time for our weekly Q&A that we call Splunk Talk. Friday, August 27, 2010, episode 12, double rainbow all the way across the podcast. On today's show, we'll chat about search performance, statistics, and all sorts of other crazy stuff. Let's get going. Welcome back, one and all. The Splunk Talk team is raring to go. I love Fridays. Who doesn't love Fridays? Jeff Blake in Chicago. I love Fridays. You're a fan of Friday? Big time. Really? Do you have a do you have, do you do fish fries on Friday? Uh, we do anything with fried foods in Chicago. <laughs> That's a good point. I still have yet to taste the fabulous, uh, uh, what is it, uh, deep dish pizza, because it's a two and a half hour wait. So. <laughs> oh, only when you come at peak tourist season. Can you get fri- fried deep dish pizza? Uh, we try anything here. <laughs> I like to fry the actual fry. So, <laughs> Maverick, it has been 10 hours. I think, since we hung out in Dallas yesterday. How has that time been without me? It's been pretty brutal, actually. We miss you here. Do you? Okay. Not really, but... I was down in Dallas yesterday hanging out with Maverick. It was pretty cool. Yeah, Maverick was looking... He was looking... Maverick was looking very rock star. I mean, his hair, of course, as everyone knows, is fabulous. How, how is the hair? The hair is great. You know, I think the hair is actually... It's it's improving. It was in... Maybe he had it trimmed or something. All it right, was, enough with the hair. Enough with the hair. It was Ooh, good, but Maverick he, nerve he, there. He had a he had a Splunk T-shirt on yesterday, which is good. He had jeans on, but he had a jacket. and He was looking just very cool, like very West stuff. Coast. Yeah, he was. It was very dot com. I was feeling very yeah. I was feeling very <laughs> California, Cali. I'm from Cali, man. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. It felt like. Hey, it's me, good old Splunk Ninja Michael Wild. I'm back in Austin. Thank goodness it's not a hundred degrees. <laughs> my grass finally has a fighting chance and it's grilling time tonight. I know I haven't talked about the various things I've been grilling because it's actually been hotter outside than the grill is. But tonight wow. it's going to be bone and ribeyes. We'll do bone and ribeyes. We'll see pictures. Nice. Yeah. Sounds good. I might have to do that myself. That yeah. sounds good. After this, I better take, take them out of the freezer. Well, tonight is grilling time. Right now, it's answer time. As we do most every week. Answer time. Answer time. Let's discuss a few burning questions. Bar- barbecue burning. I get it. it yeah, it's it, good. The only that's thing that's not burning is is uh, is outside. So, um, a few burning questions that have come up recently, and per usual, we like to let Jeff kick things off. If if we don't, he has a fit. Okay, but uh, Jeff, on what topic does the ponder? Uh, this topic is uh, architecture in nature, it's uh, a search head question. So uh, I've just set up, quote, I've just set up a search head that will search across two load balanced indexers. And I'd like to compare the execution time of the equivalent searches, one, when run on the new search head, and two, when run on our old way on the indexers themselves. So sort of a, give me a baseline and a way to compare the performance now that I've broken the search head out of the, the indexer platform. Uh, great question. So um, the approach that we've took when when we were at uh, Splunk User Conference, uh, me and a couple other guys, we set up a solutions lab, 
And one of the demos that we, um, or one of the labs was uh, kind of a, for uh, Dan Goldberg, he's a, he's a sales engineer, and him and I think it was Eric Swan did a presentation on big data. So we set up 10 indexers uh, eating a giant pile of data and one search head. And, um, you know, when we first did searches, we noticed performance wasn't what we wanted. So we needed to figure out, like, well, one, what's the light speed of Splunk? What's the fastest a Splunk server can go that in your architecture? Okay, so one of the things you can do, and you can do these same searches on the indexer uh, and on the search head. But let's say um, retrieving the smallest amount of data as fast as possible. So you can, let's say, run a search over, doesn't matter whether it's all time or the last hour or whatever, but run a search, let's say star, and then pipe it to fields uh, underscore time. So if you do that, it's basically going to only bring back the time field. It's not going to do any key value pair extraction on any other data. It's not going to do summarization like, you know, like normally when it does a search, uh, you get all those cute little graphs on the left-hand side it, where it summarizes all that for you. It won't do summarization on that. Um, and if you pipe it to stats, count. Um, what that'll do is it's basically going to just give you a count of events. What you should be able to do is watch that. I actually like to watch it more than I like to get a report. But watch it so you can see, let's say, um, the number of events that are coming in per second. So we saw something like 20 or 30,000 events per second on a per indexer basis. And then we spread it across 10 indexers and we were getting a couple hundred thousand events per second. So Splunk is performing really uh, really good in that situation. But another thing that we did is um, we turned off preview. So when you do a search in Splunk, um, uh, well, there's a couple of things. When you do a search in Splunk at the timeline or at the normal search box, uh, you run a search and Splunk's calculating a bunch of other stuff and it's capturing information to so you can preview the search. In the preferences for your display where you go set up the number of rows, you can disable preview. Still, however, you will not get the fastest possible search. The reason why is because when you, the timeline, the flash timeline, your little thing with the green bars, while that search is running, Splunk is calculating what are called status buckets. In a future version of Splunk, you're going to be able to disable the collection of status, or the, the notation of status buckets. But status buckets means how many events are in each particular bucket on that green bar line. So if you really want to go light speed, in the search menu, there's a, there's a menu up there, um, I think it's just views, and there's a view, uh, I think it's called advanced charting. At advanced charting, if you take that same search, star, pipe it to fields, underscore time, pipe it to stats count, and hit enter, it's basically going to go as fast as Splunk can possibly go. But now, how do you tell what the heck it's doing? After the search is run, click on the actions menu and click on inspect search. And inspect search will give you a great deal of information on where your search is spending time, whether it's in key value extraction, whether it's regex, all sorts of different parameters associated with the search itself. And, you know, um, that'll give you the light speed, uh, meaning the fastest your server can go based on your configuration. And then what you probably want to do is on the searches that you find most common that you do, um, Use the search inspector. Use inspect search so you can see, uh, you know, sometimes um, you might be doing things inefficiently or you might be pulling back more fields. So um, 
Well, it's kind of a long roundabout answer, uh, but um, there's a number of things that you can do to to introspect information, and you know, do that on your search head, do that on your indexers, and uh, just compare the performance. Wow, there's I don't think there's anything I can add to that. What I can wait, add- wait a minute, wait. Okay. Th- that's sort of an epic moment. Let's let's think about this. All right, okay. we're done thinking. Are we done thinking? <laughs> Uh, I'm just amazed. I mean, okay. I don't have any like cool facial hair that I can sort of uh, pull on and, and while I'm thinking. So no, just the fact that Maverick had nothing to add. I, I find that amazing. A little, a little spirit gum and some fake horse hair could probably do the trick. Spirit gum. Spirit gum. Yeah, spe- spirit gum. Yeah. That's what, that's what you use in theater to put fake, fake hair on your yes. chin. The stroke. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. Good spirit gum. Okay. I got one. I got one for you. I got one for you, Maverick. Can you handle this one? I don't know. Let's go. In my environment, batch jobs fail, and I expect that. But if the rate at which job failure rises more than a baseline, I need to be proactively alerted. How do I go about that in Splunk? Okay, well, I guess there's probably... There's probably different ways you could do it. Um, you might be able to, I guess, make a save search to um, calculate like a stats count, kind of like what you were talking about in the previous answer, and be able to maybe have it look for something if it rises by so much percentage uh, in the rule that you set when you save it to alert you on. Um, that's one way, I think. The other way, which I found out recently, which is pretty cool, is uh, you could pipe to a delta command. It's actually called delta. You, you can do a stats count. And then pipe that to delta count as diff count. And de- what delta will do is it will compare the current the current count value with the previous count value. And you can even there's even another parameter on there that you can set p equals and then whatever position in the past that you want to go to that that the value for that particular field. So if you were doing a stats count, you could say pipe to delta count p three, meaning compare this count value with uh, the third uh, count value from the third time ago as it's going. So, um, you know, and, and then you could pipe to search, great, you know, if that if that diff count is greater than 5 or 10 um, or some value like that, uh, then you know that it's suddenly spiking. It's starting to spike in real time. And so you can proactively then set the alert on that search. Mm. couple things coming up. Uh, we'll resume questions, but we have uh, an event next week. The fabulous and glorious VM World, which I'm sure many people will attend. That show has gotten quite big over the past few years. Splunk will be there. VM World this year it is in San Francisco, where it often is, August 30th through September 2nd, 2010. And uh, I'm sure we'll be showing off the forthcoming Splunk for VMware app. So if you're going, stop by and check that out. It's one of the apps that we. Um, put out that gives you uh, data on on your devices like your VM infrastructure that's free which is cool free is always good and apps are good um, there's a couple of cool webcasts coming up on application management and SIEM or security event management stuff that's coming up check the Splunk events page for that and we got another question I know it somewhere Somewhere I have there. I have one. I have no, one. No, you don't have another question. Really? Okay, no, I don't. No, I <laughs> All don't. right. No, of course I do. Hit it. Uh, 
I need to baseline my application performance for my VM environments. What kinds of statistical functions does Splunk have that might help me? I will take this. Really? Yeah, I think I can take this. You know uh, about statistical functions? Are you man enough to, to take this on, Jeff? I know one or two, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, I was, um, I was with a customer recently, and uh, uh, they, were, they were working with uh, a large cluster of uh, platforms that were running VMs, and we were capturing a lot of app server uh, data from the logs. And uh, this guy knew a lot about the behavior of his system. So he, he, um, he was able to, even as a brand-new Splunk user, uh, he was able to run through so, some uh, statistics through, through, uh, from the searches. The, the one we use a lot is uh, eval and stats. So if you run your search and, and pipe through eval or pipe through stats, there's a bunch of functions that are fairly straightforward. If you've used Excel or anything like that, they're really easy to understand. And uh, We were running uh, stats through standard deviation to, to see the performance of a given server relative to its neighbors in the cluster. And it was very, very easy to do and very interesting information. But I recently learned about another function called Trendline, which would have been much more helpful. And I'm going to go back to this guy and, and show him this stuff. Uh, so Trendline is a function. You run your search. You pipe it through this function called Trendline. And it essentially computes a moving average. So you give it a field that you want to run the smoothing over. Uh, you give it the field of the, that has the data from the, from the search itself, and then you give it another field uh, uh, which would have the smooth values. And it writes out a nice trend line. And we talk about this all the time to customers, how we can show trending and we can show um, uh, how, how performance is over time. Uh, but we, I, I've, I've not used this trend line very much at all. And this, this is something I'm going to keep in my back pocket and use uh, a lot more often. It's, it's really cool. Checking the doc site. It's uh, trend line, all one word. And it's a very simple function to use and uh, writes things out in a much more trendy kind of way. Smooth. Cool. Trendy. I, th I think if you're in the um, working Hip with... Uh, Hipster. <laughs> I think I think if you're working with uh, trading data, that would probably be good, um, a good one to use as well. Excellent questions, great answers. Well, pretty good, except for Jeff's. <laughs> Jeff's was awesome. Mavericks. Awesome. I'm going to use that. Mavericks was awesomer. <laughs> no, Jeff's was better. No, Mavericks was awesomer, and mine was awesomeness. Yours was awesomely long. Yeah, it was, but it was. It was. It was long, but the thing is, you I, end up. I'm agreeing. I, I can't believe all the agreeing with with Maverick I'm doing today. It's uh, yeah. we're, we're we're totally in sync today. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> let's not let that happen again. Okay. No, no, never. <laughs> we need to maintain the the conflicts yeah. on the show here. So I always say this is my fa favorite segment, but honestly, the last segment really is my favorite in a long time because. Jeff and Maverick seem to be, they were like, you guys are a double rainbow. Oh my God, it's full on double rainbow all the way across the sky. Oh my God. What does this mean? <laughs> You're a double rainbow. 
with two unicorns. He's, exactly. he's color. He's coloring that on some what white, white paper right now. Some crayons. <laughs> um, uh, what did we learn this week? Maybe even what did we do? I did stuff this week. What'd um, you do? Well, last week I talked about how there was a, there was going to be a user group in Los Angeles and San Diego. Oh, um, how'd they go? In the wrong order. Uh, it was cool. I wanted to go because I lived in Southern California for a great period of my life, but I couldn't. My schedule didn't allow it. So um, the nice folks at both Qualcomm in San Diego and Edmonds let me sort of go live via satellite. Uh, one person, um, Eric Van Johnson of uh, Sony, thought I looked like Max Headroom, so, <laughs> which was awesome. Well, you do. I, that's, I'm trying to carve those things in the side of my head, but it's just really quite painful. You look, you look more like Crichton. Really? Okay, yeah. I'm going to buy you those white wayfarers. That would be perfect. <laughs> Get seriously. So, hey, hey, you know, hey, you know, you were in the office yesterday. So some of the other people no, here wasn't. were like, when after you left, they were like, "Is he going sailing?" They thought you were like, then you needed a cap and a pipe, and you're going to go sailing." Just because I was wearing a Lacoste polo, is that what sailors wear? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. If it's something. Some about what you whatever you're wearing. And I had these. I had hipster shoes on yesterday. I had um. <laughs> I had leather, brown leather Converse Jack Purcells. And, you know, I Googled that. I'm like, Jack Purcell, who the heck is that? Everyone knows who Chuck Taylor is. Jack Purcell, badminton player. Yeah. I well, like you... badminton shoes. All right. So, anyways, <laughs> back to the, <laughs> back to the task at hand. So, um, I uh, basically what I did is I, I kind of performed a little session. Uh, you know, like, like, it, like anything, I'm creative at my, at my most last minute. Like this show, we totally didn't even prepare, but it turned out to be pretty good. Um, and I told I told John Mark Walker, our, our community guy, I said, "Hey, um, sure, I'll talk at the user group. What should I talk about?" Um, well, I'm a Splunk user. I am a Splunk user. Believe it or not, this podcast and the metrics. Uh, where does it go? Weblogs. What do you think we use for it? Splunk Talk. Except I didn't really do it in advance. So while I was waiting to talk, I like busted out all these analytics. And you know what I think I'm going to do is maybe see if I can just post it or embed it inside of Splunk TV so that everyone can see what the statistics are. But check this out. This is cool. So, um, uh, I, you know, I'm going through doing my regexes, making fields and stuff. And, you know, my mind is going nuts because all the data I can get. Um, podcast is a little bit different than a web page the way you download it. But um, I got graphs on most popular episodes how often people are downloading it, the amount of data that we're sending across, like America downloads every week. America downloads something like um, four to five gigs from my server right now. We have iPhone listeners in America, of course, in Italy, and one popped in yesterday from Tanzania. Interesting. And uh, and all I'm getting all this data from Splunk, which is kind of awesome. Um, from our from our podcast, yes, someone from Tanzania, someone from Tanzania. Wow. The Republic of Tanzania. Um, and I found there are 69 subscribers and listeners uh, that are using Windows devices, 32 that are on Apple devices. So Windows, not surprisingly, has a lead. But, uh, you know, the, the best part about that was I was able to calculate all these statistics off of just the logs in Splunk where even other web analytics tools wouldn't be able to do that very well because, well, they're not HTML pages. So um, cool stuff. I'll see if I can post it. And uh, that was kind of fun. So, cool. Wrapping this up. What else? What, anything else? Anybody else? Uh, I would like to start a 
I think we talked about this on another episode, uh, previous episode. I'd like to start a user conference um, or a user group or whatever in Dallas, and um, no one's no one's stepping up out here in Dallas to start one. So um, no one's contacting me. So if you can hear my voice right now and you're interested and you're in the Dallas area or you're willing to drive to Dallas uh, every couple months or something for a Splunk user group meeting, please, please contact me at maverick at splunk.com and let us know or splunk talk at splunk.com let us know so we can get that going um we have it in other cities but uh dallas is a pretty big city and uh in fort worth if you're in fort worth we're not going to leave you out if you're over there and you'd like to also be joining we can we can do a whole dfw group um but um and then and blake i understand you have the user group kit you have that with you like in your back pocket or something or maybe a saddlebag thing that hangs off your belt or something uh it's on my utility belt to be specific yes your, yeah because utility belt. trend line is now in his back pocket i think <laughs> yeah well that's why i hesitated you'd catch i was hesitating a little bit yeah and this wallet is probably in the other back pocket so it's a good thing he's got a utility belt actually actually i've seen his wallet it's one of those long checkbook wallets uh, that goes in this front breast pocket jeff do you have a gra- uh, do you have a grappling hook on your Un- untrue. I I don't wear. You're the guy. That, you're the blazer guy. You're the. I, I don't. I thought you were the vest me. guy. You were wearing the spring <laughs> vest back. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Three piece suit. Do you have a uh, Do you have a grappling hook on your utility belt? Of course. How? how <laughs> perfect. Hey, we should have a command. It's, in it's actually called the bat hook. Uh, Wouldn't it be cool to to pipe to grappling something like grappling? That would be cool. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Perhaps. Yeah. Perhaps. Or, or not. Um, hey, also, Nimisha pinged me, too. He's He heard about us talking about him, I guess, on a previous episode. Hey, when what, are you going to have me what did on? He, like, what did he build this week? I don't Excuse know. He's, what did he, he build to, in the last hour? I'm I don't sorry. know, but he wants to talk about it on Splunk Talk. He's like, when can I be on? Come on. I mean, he's like, now he's really, he, he wants to be famous, I think, now. I think Nimish probably is working <laughs> on a Splunk for Gardening app or something. Something, but... Um, or laser tag or something. Yeah, that's awesome. So, uh, hey, this was uh, this was educational even for me, which is surprising. <laughs> um, seriously though, thanks for uh, spending a few minutes of your day with us this week. Um, let everybody else know about Splunk Talk. If you're in Dallas, uh, let's get a user group going. If you're in Austin, let's get a user group going. Uh, these things are pretty fun and and. Uh, you know, it's it's all it's all cool when you get all the users together because we learn from each other. As always, Splunk Talk at Splunk.com. Uh, if you'd like to ask questions or if you have feedback on the show, um, let us know. And have a fabulous weekend. Happy Splunk. Y'all better watch out now. Because Splunk is about to take over. Ha, 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 ha.